We are on the second part of our series titled, We Your People, okay? Uh, we trust na some of you uh, were able to start this series last week. Sino sa inyo? Ano? Um, meron ba dito first time nyo in this series? Meron ba? Uh, hindi kayo naka-attend ng last week? Yan, okay? So I'm, I'm assuming na nakapag-attend kayo last week. This is a series about what? About the? About the church. That's why we titled it, We Your People. Again, in this series, our, our hope is that we will be able to study Scripture so, so that we will be able to know and understand ano ba yung most basic and most fundamental things that makes the church the church. Tama? We want to know and understand that. And there's no better place to study these things than the Word of God. Amen? Because this is our authority for everything that we believe and how we behave. So much has changed in the world, tama, for the past two years due to COVID-19. Daming nangyari, from quarantines, lockdown, to, to va- vaccines being mandated in certain places, though many of us have different opinions about that, to working from home being a norm. And dami ng bago sa mundo, tama ba? And even the way we've done church has also changed. The church, not just Victory Taft, but many churches in the world, has adapted to our ever-changing world. Now, if we are not careful, the cultural winds and waves of our time will be the one, kung hindi careful, sila yung continually magdedictate on what the church ought to be. Tama ba? Kasi ang daming bagong technology dyan, ang daming bagong mga ganap, ang daming mga bagong ideas. So, syempre... Because so many people are familiar and know all of these ideas, lahat ng people opinionated kung ano na pagsasabit, dapat ganito yung church, dapat ganyan yung church, right? If we're not careful, we will allow culture to dictate what the church will be. And again, um, we want to stay relevant. How many of you want to stay relevant as a church community? Tama ba? Because how can we reach the world if we are not relevant and if we are not able to engage with the new things that's happening in the world? However, as much as we want to stay relevant, the what and the who who defines the church ultimately should be God and God alone. Do you agree with that? I agree ba kayo Dapat si God lang talaga yung define ultimately what the church should be. That's why we're doing this. So much has already changed in the world for the past two years. Everything has changed. Yet, there are some things that ought not to change. And we believe that to be what the Word of God ultimately tells us, what the church should be. So yun yung inaaral natin in this series. So amidst an ever-changing world, ano ba yung mga fundamental things? What makes the church the church? And sana lahat tayo alam to in our church community so that all of us will be vanguards of the truth of the Word of God here in Victory Taft and maybe wherever God will call you in the future. Last week, we learned that the most important and the most fundamental thing that makes the church the church is who? Is who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Nalala nyo yun? Dapat si Jesus lang talaga yung, sorry, pumipiyok. Dapat si Jesus lang talaga yung ultimate foundation ng church. No one else. Our heart for our church is to always be Christ-centered, to, a church, to be a church where Christ is always the center and the focus. Today, yung ibang aspect naman ng church na aralan natin, is a shared and common devotion that the church, the people of God, all needs to have. May shared devotion dapat tayong lahat. 
The church ought not to be just a place where we gather. It's not primarily about the place, but it's really about things that the people of God share in common. So if you have your Bibles with you, kindly open them with me to Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Yan yung primary text natin. Some of you have heard this already for this afternoon. So I would like to invite everyone to please stand up in the reverence for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God. Yan. Okay? Required ba ang pag-stand up every time binabasa yung Word? Hindi naman. Pero may reason tayo why we do that. Kasi in the Old Testament, whenever the Word of God was spoken, people stood up in reverence to that. Okay? That's why, it's a reason why we do that as well. But it's not an essential. Anyway, so let's read that. Acts 2, 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And lastly, it says here, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Why don't we just pray? Father, thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for the privilege, Lord God, of being a people who are devoted to your word, are devoted to learning, Lord God, what you have to say in Scripture, Lord God, so that we may continue to live out, Lord God, your will and your purposes in our lives. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we continue, Lord God, dito sa second week nitong we your people, Lord God, again, impart to us your spirit, Lord God, so that we will be vanguards of the truth, Lord God. Let us not be passive observers, Lord God. Let us not be passive uh, um, people of the church. But I pray, Lord God, that we will... Know and understand, Lord God, the part that you have called us to in this church community. Because that's your desire for each and every one of us. For us to have an active role, Lord God, to the church that you have called us into. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. You may now take your seats. Alright. Okay, as we start this uh, message, as we start the message after I prayed, I have a question for all of you. My question now. Question, what comes to your mind when the word church is mentioned? Okay, what comes to your mind? Pag sinamang church, sige nga, ano, shout out your responses. Okay? Kasi mga, mga may tamang sagot, magkaka-gcash. Na joke lang, okay? Magkaka-gcash kayo. Pwede nyo download yung app. Pero hindi naman namin sinabi na bibigyan namin ng laman yan. Pero question, what comes to your mind when, you, when the word church is mentioned? Anyone? Sige nga, anyone? Kung wala magsumagot dito, magtatawag ako. Tony, <laughs> kitang-kita, harap na harap eh. What comes to your mind? Top of mind, church. People. Because we are people. Ano pa? Church. Fellowship. Thanks, that. Ano pa? Okay. Building. Okay. Si Ethan ba to? Ay, si ano? Makoy. Building. Ano daw? Kape. Dahil sa fellowship, tsaka ano, friendship. Anyone else? Not. Jesus. Yan, very good, No. Gagaling na mga answer, na? Christian na Christian yung mga responses. Disciple nga talaga kayo, di ba? People, um, fellowship, uh, worship, kape, okay? Um, I think for many of us who've been attending church for the longest time already, 
And na disciple na dito, we've learned what the Word of God has to say about this. Yan, I think most of us will say, tama, people, fellowship, and worship, as many of you have said. But if you're, if you're like me, who did not grow up in this church community, and have been part of the, ano, part of a, another group, okay, na most of the people in the Philippines have been connected to, <laughs> talagang paano pa, ano, pa-secret pa eh, okay? Sabi na lang natin na hindi ako, hindi ako nag-grow up in this church community. I think many people, not just me, pero in the Philippines and the world, will, will say na when, pag sinabi mo, what comes to your mind when you say church, ito yung sasabi nila. Church is a place or a building. Tama? For many of us na hindi pa masyadong inaaral yung word ni God, or what it truly says about the church. First things that comes to mind, place or a building. Tama ba? Sino nakaka-relate? Right? Okay. Nung hindi pa kayo disciple, tama ba? Yun rin yung sagot nyo. Tama? Agba, di ba? Yan, di ba? Lahat, most of us think like that. Question, where did that idea or notion come from? We are people naman tong ano eh, series natin eh. Bakit kaya ganun? Bakit kaya majority of the people in the world, when you say church, it's a building or a place? Madami. In fact, Try to do a quick Google um, search sa images. Type mo church. Tapos na quick scan lang ako. You'll find that 85% of the images immediately comes up with a building. Why is that so? Why is this deeply ingrained in our world, in our nation? Diba? Entrenched pa rin tong idea na ito. Now, it's good to hear the responses talaga. People, fellowship, yan. Kasi inaaral natin yung word ni God for many, many um, years already. Pero bakit building pa rin siya place for many parts of the world? Actually, one of the reasons why this has been so ingrained with the people's minds is because it has something to do with the word church itself. Okay? Okay lang ba bigyan ko kayo ng trivia? I think makakatulong naman sa atin to. Okay lang ba yun? Bibigyan ko kayo ng quick history on this. And later, I'll, basta, I promise you, I'll go back to our text and, ano, and pound on Acts chapter 2. So let, let me give you a quick stroll down memory lane, the memory lane of history, where we got this idea associated with. This all started under the reign of, the, of Emperor Constantine in Rome. When Christianity became the formal and the official religion of the elite back then, and soon everyone else. This, this was around 300 AD. During this time period, since Christianity became the official religion of the nation of Rome back then, and because, because Christianity was no longer persecuted as a people back then, anangyare, since my favor na yung church, the people of God, with the government, the people back then started to erect buildings dedicated for worship. Within a decade, when Constantine formally declared that Christianity will become the official religion of Rome, God's people, the church, stopped being a movement and stopped advancing God's kingdom. And God's people, the church, was just relegated to a location or a place. This was around 1,000, if my math is correct, 1,700 years ago. The Roman people called these gatherings as the Basilica. The Basilica, yun yung Latin word for that. While in the Gothic and in, or in Germanic culture, 
Kaya if you look at the medieval in medieval Europe, de ba? Medieval Europe, ang gaganda ng mga churches nila. Ang gaganda ng mga buildings, dedicated as a place for worship. In Gothic and Germanic culture, they popularized the words kirika, which then became kirch in modern German. And kirch means the house of the Lord, a house, a place, and a building. Sounds familiar? Sounds familiar? That's where you get the word church. The word church associates primarily with the place or the building. The place or the building or the location. And since this became the most popular term of the day, yan na rin yung ginagamit ng mga English translations natin, primarily referring to the people of God in Scripture. And sad to say, dahil ito yung pinalitan dun sa word na ano, people of God in Scripture, dun pumasok yung influence. That's why many people, up until today, building and place, kapag sinabing mo yung word na church. But the original Greek word was different. Whenever you see word, the word church in the New Testament, if you go back to the original manuscripts, ang pinapalitan niya is not a place or a building. But what it refers to is the Greek word ekklesia, which means a gathering or an assembly of people. We, your people. Does that make sense? Nakatulong ba yun? Doon nakuha yung idea. That's why for many, many centuries, and this is deep, still deeply ingrained in the world today, and unless you're being discipled and you're continually learning the Word of God, mostly, ma-associate natin ng church to a place or a building. Now, sad to say, that had so many implications with how people did church for many, many centuries. Now, some of us may say and think, Pastor, eh, kung ganun naman pala, dapat hindi natin ginamit yung word na church, right? May place naman doon, kasi diba, church is the house of the Lord. And it will take many, many centuries to be able to revise that. But suffice it to say that hopefully tayo, pag sinabing church, alam natin yung idea behind that, which is ecclesia, the gathering, and the assembly of God's people. And that's what we believe in. Amen? Naniniwala ba kayo na that's what we believe in? The church is the assembly or the gathering of God's people? Right? Na kahit gumuna yung Harrison Plaza Village Square. Yan. Harrison Plaza. Eh, madami sa atin. Ano, naalala pa yon, Tama ba? Na victory staff still stays strong. Bakit? Because we are not primarily about a place or location. Amen? Kahit mawala pa tong SM Manila Cinema 10 or Cinema 4 kung saan man, di ba? Victory tough, andyan pa rin. Kasi the church is about the people, right? Amen. Ecclesia, the gathering of God's people. And this is what men- Jesus first mentioned in last week's message. Where He is the center and He is the foundation. And this is why, this is why even though, ito, yung binasa nating text, even though our primary text right now, Acts 2, 42 to 47, pag, pag binasa mo yung text natin for this afternoon, our text doesn't mention the word church. So bakit natin inaaral yan? Because, ba, ba, bakit? Because the, the idea of the church is about the gathering. And what we see here in Acts chapter 2 is the gathering of the people. You see God's people gather there. Kaya kahit wala yung term, andun yung spirit, andun yung essence of what the gathered people of God did. What did they do? Ano ba yung, ano ba yung ano, um, practices that they did? What marked them as a people? What marked the church, so that the church became a church. Acts 2, 42 to 47. 
Familiar ba kayo sa Acts 242 to 47? Madami sa atin, ano, ilang beses na, na nakarinig ng preaching nito. Okay, start of the year, during the fasting, I talked about this, I quoted this, I talked about this in the prayer meeting. Sa mga nag one sa atin or nag one na, yung mga key verses natin, Acts 2 doon. Right? Familiar na, familiar na kayo dito. And some of you may be saying, Pastor, Acts 2 na naman, Acts 2, 42 to 47 na naman. Alam na, alam ko na yan, Right? Pero kaya nga natin siya paulit-ulit in-emphasize. Kasi we see here, we see here the fundamentals of the church, the marks of the early church, na we should never ever lose as a people. Kasi the moment we lose this, then we, mo- the, the, then we also lose the essentiality of the church. So okay lang ba na babalikan natin itong Acts 2? Amen? Okay lang ba to? And I hope and pray na as we go back to it, Yan, sana we, we will be able to learn something new as well from this. Even though you've heard this so many times. Alright? Acts 2. I believe this is, this is also a core scripture. A key scripture for us to understand. Ano ba yung fundamental sa church? What makes the church the church? Alright? So yan. Acts chapter 2. What can we learn here in Acts 2 to know and understand what makes the church um, Fundamental. Actually, pag binasa may Acts 2, here's a summary statement of that, okay? You ready for this? But I'm just going to focus on the first part. From our text this afternoon, we learned that the church, ito, the church is a, it's a gathering of God's people, next slide please, who is devoted, who, who are devoted to the apostles' teaching, devoted to fellowship, the breaking of the bread and prayers, resulting to generous lives, and a worshipful and missional community. The church is a gathering of God's people who are devoted to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of the bread and prayers, resulting to generous lives, and a worshipful and missional community. I'm just going to focus on the first part of this passage of Scripture. I'm just, actually, I'm going to focus only on Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Yun lang yung pag-uusapan natin this afternoon, Okay? So yan, I'm going, to, I'm going to focus on the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Tingnan natin, tingnan natin tong apat na ito. And hopefully again, ma-apply natin to sa community natin. Okay? But before we go there, tingnan muna natin yung word na devoted. Kasi I believe, you know, I believe this is really a, a, a powerful word to know and understand. And sana, yun nga, by, the, by, by God's Spirit, ma-impart niya sa atin to. Kasi sana ito yung makikita natin sa church community, okay? Kasi sabi dyan, the the church, the people of God, devoted themselves to these things, to these four. So it's important to know and understand, ano ba itsura ng, ng, ano, ng someone devoting their lives to these four things? Tama ba? What does that word devote mean? Pastor, hindi ba yung devote, ano lang yun, parang ano, may, may quiet time ka, tsaka may, may, ano, may, may solitude ka, hindi ba yun na yun? What does that word mean? Actually, pag tinanong mo yung word na devote, it's very interesting. And ang ganda ng spirit nito pag inaral natin siya. That word devote in the original Greek means this. It's a, it's a composition of two Greek words. And these two Greek words are this. Pros and kartereo. Pros, kartereo. So that's the word there. Pros, kartereo. They pros, kartereo themselves to these four things. Now, why is that important? And why is it key for us to be the kind of people that God wants us to be? The word 
Ito, the word kartereo, it means to be steadfast. The word kartereo means to be steadfast. The only time this Greek word was used in another uh, passage of Scripture in the Bible is found in Hebrews 11.27. Hebrews 11.27, where the text says there na when Moses left Egypt by faith, familiar kayo sa story ni Moses, when Moses left Egypt by faith, sabi doon, he endured. He kartereyod. Because he saw God who was invisible. Moses endured when he left Egypt because he saw God. Nakita niya si Lord, and therefore, he endured leaving a place of comfort. Ang galing, sabi pala ng Hebrews, na before Moses had that burning bush experience in the book of Exodus, when he left Egypt, nakita niya na, nakita niya na pala si God who was invisible. And maybe he was not yet too sure, but maybe there was a still small voice in his heart. That's why, sabi ng text, he endured, okay? He remained steadfast. He remained in faith na he will be able to encounter God. So that word, kartereo, has that idea of enduring. Okay? Enduring. And how many of you can, can, can relate to Moses when he endured, when he endured leaving Egypt? Sino sa inyo dito also are going through the same process today? You are also in faith with God. You're enduring you're enduring this, this long journey, what's up ahead. Because you're faithfully holding on to God's promises as well. Sino sa inyo, ano, nasa ganong position kayo ngayon? Tama ba? Right? Alam mo lang, may, may spinik sa si Lord, and you're enduring until you're able to get the promise of God in your life. Right? So that's, that's a kind of picture of what that word implies. To endure. That's the idea of kartereo. Endurance and perseverance. Now, that's not all. If kartereo means to endure, pag dinagdagan mo siya ng pros, pros kartereo means what? To lean towards being steadfast. You are putting yourself in a position to be steadfast and persevering. Yun pala yung idea ng devotion. Ang ibig sabihin pala nun, proactive ka. You're leaning towards a life of enduring and persevering to these four things. So pag sinabi mong devote, hindi to passive. Devotion is proactive. Devotion takes responsibility to the things that marks, marks, mark the church. Wala pang, kaya ideally sa church community, kahit wala ka pang malalaking types of challenges that you're facing right now, the Word of God says na you must put yourself always in a position to endure. To endure and to lean towards Devoting yourself to these things. Hindi pala dapat passive yung people na God, but you are proactively doing this. Proactive in what? Enduring towards what? Ano yung apat na yun? The apostles' teaching, the fellowship in the church community, prayer, and the breaking of bread. Amen? So dapat pala, uh, dahil we are God's people, dapat kita to sa atin. We are a people who are marked in a life of endurance and steadfastness with these four things, four important marks that makes the church the church. So again, dapat ka passive. This, is, this applies to all of us whom God brought together in this church community. Sino sa inyo dito, you are confident 
and you believe that God called you here in this church community. Come on now, can, can I see a raise of hands right now? Yan. Kayo nagsabi niya na, kayo nagsabi niya na tinawag tayo ni Lord dito sa church community na ito. And because you believe in your heart that God placed you in this church community, what marks the people of God? People who proskartereo. People who leans towards being devoted to all these things. Sana proactive tayo. Amen? And, and that makes a whole lot of difference. Tama ba? That makes a whole lot of difference when the idea of the church is just a building compared to a people set apart by, by God. Tama ba? Kung building lang kasi yung church, then pwede ka maging passive. Kasi building lang naman yung church eh. So therefore, basta pupunta ako sa church, nagbandiklak ako, nakita naman ni Lord, nag-attend ako, after that, uuwi na ako. Okay lang maging passive. Kasi building lang pala yung church. But what we've been learning in Scripture is that is not what marks a church, a gathering of the people called out by God. And what marked the, the church back then is people who are very proactive. People who have that revelation that because the Lord Jesus Christ saved me, therefore, my life will be a life that is characterized by devotion to these four things. Okay ba yun? Layo, no? Tama ba? Layo. Proactive tayo. Sabi mo sa akin, dapat proactive ka, Yan, napaka-passive ng pag-asabi nun, di ba? Okay. Dapat proactive tayo. Kasi, pag nakita mo yung church back then, what made the church the church is people who lean towards being steadfast. Kasi binago, ka, binago ako ni Lord, that's why I am devoting myself to these four things. People who are devoted. So look sa, let's look at those four things. Those four things na ideally, lahat tayo, proskartereyo, we lean towards being steadfast and persevering to these four things. Okay? So let's look at the first one. First is this. First, sabi dyan, dapat we are, to, we are to be a people devoted to the apostles' teaching. Proskartereo to the apostles' teaching. Okay? Bible nagsabi niya, apostles' teaching. What does that mean, pastor? Patay na sila Peter, sila Paul. <laughs> Talagang ano, sorry, sorry, Peter and Paul. Nasa na yung mga apostles na yun back then? Well, basically, this talks about being a people who are devoted to the Word of God. Being a, being a people devoted to the Word of God. How many of you love the Word of God? Yan. Okay, passive pa, di ba? Passive. Pero pag nag-grow tayo sa walk natin kay Lord, proactive ka, devoted ka sa Word ni Lord. Kasi this is what marks the church, the community. Sana lahat tayo hungry sa Word ni God. Sana, sana lahat tayo, ano, um, anytime the Word of God is preached, okay, Kahit sino man yung tatayo dito, kahit sino man yung ilalagay ni Lord to teach the Word. How many of you know, ibang-iba yung, ano, yung proactive posture versus a passive na pag, ano, pag hindi marunong tong speaker na to, ayoko na. Right? Yan yung tinuturo sa atin ng mga leaders natin. Whoever God will place here to teach the Word of God, sana our attitude will be, sige Lord, I know that you can speak through anyone. No matter, um, no matter the delivery style. Amen? Kahit si Pastor Andrew man yan, pagtsatsagaan ko yan. Kahit lagi nabubulol, okay? Pagtsatsagaan ko yan, okay? Madali naman ma- malaman ko ano yung sinasabi niya, kahit nabubulol siya. Pero whatever, whatever is taught here, whoever is teaching here, sana ganun yung disposition natin. Amen? Kasi proactive tayo, hindi tayo passive. Amen? The people of God are people who are always hungry for the word. How many of you know that God can speak His word through anyone? Tama ba? Sa donkey nga, nakapag-speak siya ng word niya. How much more people? Right? Hindi naman tayo donkeys. 
Pero God can use anyone to speak His word. Eh, hindi ka proactive, okay? Passive ka lang. Sayang, may word pala sa'yo si Lord for that time and season na miss out mo. Kasi you are not devoting yourself to the, the teaching of the word of God. Now, okay, the, words, the, the word of God says na technically, ang nakasulat doon, apostles' teaching. Right? Bakit apostles' teaching? Kasi back then, when the church was gathered, Pag binasa mo yung story, it was, the, it was the disciples of Jesus, sila Peter yan, sila John. It was the earliest disciples of Jesus, minus Judas, okay, who hanged himself, replaced by Matthias, who was leading the church back then. Tama ba? Siya yung tinawag ni Lord eh. Jesus and the 72. Madami ang mga disciples at followers ni Jesus Christ. And these people spent a whole lot of time with the Lord Jesus Christ. During that time with Jesus, and dami niyang tinuro, Some of these things, he was quoting from Scripture. He, he was revealing from the Old Testament and teaching them. Ito talaga yung ibig sabihin yan. Mali And he taught new things like the Sermon on the Mount. Tama ba? Na came from the words of the Lord Jesus himself. Kaya apostles teaching. Kasi ito mga apostles na to, they stayed a, lot, a whole lot of time with Jesus. And they were teaching this in a community. Right? Back in the days po, did you know this? Kaya apostles teaching. Kasi nung time na yun, wala pa silang mga Bibles. Alam nyo ba yung quiet time is a relatively new concept. But back in the olden days, wala po silang, sadly, wala pa silang mga personal copy ng Bible nila where they can do their personal devotion. Right? Now, this is where the relevance of the times comes in. I personally believe na hindi naman natin kailangan bumalik sa ganong setup na there's just this one man of God Nahawak-hawak yung scripture. Tapos makikinig ka lang sa kanya every week. How many of you are blessed that you have a copy of the Word of God today? Amen? Online siya physically. Blessing po yan, ladies and gentlemen. That's the blessing of technology. Kaya sana, mga kapatid, personally, we will also devote ourselves to the Word of God. Kasi this is already a huge blessing. Back in the days, they did not have a copy of scripture. Um, back then, did you know this? Um, the, re- the reason this became such a blessing for the whole world is because that eh, not everyone had an access to the Word of God. Not everyone had access. Only roughly around the past 500 years. Only around the, the, the past 500 years. And sad to say, sad to say, ano nangyari? Because only a select few men, I think mostly men, if not all men, had Scripture in their hands Sad to say, they did, they did, they did not um, study the Word of God well and then started to teach, it, to teach things that are not in accordance to Scripture. Ito po yung naging ano, pitfall nun, where it was just reserved for a few, tapos mali-mali na yung pinagtuturo nila. Kaya naging blessing, naging blessing po na everyone suddenly had copy because of the technology of the printing press. That's why when people got access, teka lang, Teka lang, hindi yung sinasabi ng word ni God. Walang sinasabi sa word ni God about these things. Okay, research na lang kung ano yung mga pinagsasabi ko dito. People had abused the technology. So I think that's where the blessing of the word of God comes in. Na tayo-tayo lahat may copy tayo. Kaya matcha-check nyo, mga kapatid. Matcha-check nyo at mafilter nyo kung tama-tama ba pinagsasabi ni Pastor Andrew dito. Talaga ba? Proskartere yan? Talaga? Research nyo, Google nyo. Blueletterbible.org Look at the original Greek. Proskartereo. Yan. Kaya, ma- kaya blessing po ito. We learn the Word of God together. Amen? That's a huge blessing. So, so but, ito, at the same time, 
At the same time, may, two, may dalawang extreme yan. The technology of the Word of God being available to us today, maganda yan kasi you can learn the Word of God personally. You can have your own intimate personal time with God. However, eto lang, sana, even though blessed tayo, may kapit tayo ng Word ni God, sana, isa sa makukuha natin dito sa Acts 2.42 is this. What they did was, they learned the Word of God together in a church community. So as much as blessing yan na individually, my word ka ni God, sana, we will also collectively word of, learn the Word of God together. And these, this is where the preaching of the Word comes in. This is where our classes come in. Kasi we learn the Word of God together. Ang problema kasi, kapag people take it to one extreme, my word naman ako ni God, kaya okay na ako. I can just read the Word of God on my own. It's just me, myself, and I with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yan, victory group na yon, Tama? Masyado magiging individualistic. The design of the church is to learn with other people in the community. Sobrang importante po nun. Kaya hopefully, hopefully that's another thing that we can get here. We learn the Word of God. We are proskartereo, devoted to the Word of God personally, individually. But at the same time, we are proskartereo, devoted to the Word of God communally. Amen? Amen. Kasi we learn the Word of God together. The church is a place where God's people are devoted. Two things. Don't forget this. Huh? Two things po. Where, the, where, where God's people are devoted to the personal study of the word, personal, sana nagbabasa tayo ng Bible on our own, and the teaching of God's word in community. Kasi through community, we can learn from each other. And sometimes even, pero sana naman huwag magnyari, correct one another. Especially pag may mga ano, heretic na na sinasabi si Pastor Andrew. Ayoko naman po mangyari yun. Alright? Pero hopefully, Ganyan yung attitude natin. Amen? How many of you are excited to devote yourselves to the Word of God? Yan. Passive pa rin. That joke lang. Okay. Sana mas maging proactive pa. By the end of this message, mas proactive na tayo lahat dito kasi lahat tayo called by God. Next is this. The church also devoted themselves to fellowship. Everyone say fellowship. Fellowship. Okay? Acts 2.46 uh, uh, Acts 2.42 muna, sabi dun, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. Tapos, same idea in Acts 2.46, day by day, gathering and gathering and attending the temple together, attending physically and embodied in person, hindi na, hindi na lang through Zoom or online, amen? Okay? Pero I won't pound on that kasi pang next week point na message yun, okay? Devoted to fellowship, what does that mean? The original Greek word for this word fellowship is the word koinonia. Directly translates to koinonia. Now, the Greek word koinonia does not have an, a very, very much exact translation for the English. But the, the idea be, behind the word fellowship, koinonia, is this. The idea of that is one of shared community that involves a deeply knitted participation of the people. Shared community where we are all deeply knitted together and we are all participating together. Something like a covenant partnership. Covenant partnership. Malalim po yung partnership ng mga people who are in fellowship. That's a deep word po, ladies and gentlemen. In, the, in our day and age po kasi today, how many of you know, ano, sobrang daling bumitaw lang. Tama ba? Dali lang bumitaw pag ayaw mo na sa tao. Right? Lalo na social media, unfollow ko lang, block ko na, ayaw ko na sa kanila. 
Pero the idea of the church, and this goes back to the, teach, to the preachings for the past few weeks, is you're a people called together, joined together. Sometimes, kahit nagkakakiskisan, kahit may, kahit, may, ano, kahit may mga hurts ka, tsaka may offense. Hirap, no? Tama ba? Pero kasi, yung idea nun, covenant partnership, parang marriage. Parang marriage. Di ba sa marriage, when you say your I do's, tapos, ano, uh, when you're both joined together, the reason you got married, kasi hindi lang to basta-basta, na pag ayaw ka na, ayaw ka na, break na tayo. Hindi eh. Malalim pa yung marriage eh. Kaya some people are so afraid entering into that kind of a commitment. Now, hindi naman, we won't get married to one another here. Pero the point is, there's that deep covenant partnership within the church community. That's the idea of fellowship. And this is one of the reasons why it would be a poor translation to exchange fellowship with friendship. Mga kapatid, fellowship does not equal friendship. Ang layo po nila. Okay? Now, I'm not saying friendship is bad. Masaya ba kayo may mga friends kayo sa church? Masaya yun, blessing yun. Pero, masyado pong mababaw kapag friendship lang yung idea nito. Pero, fellowship yung ano, tinutukoy natin dito. It, it goes way, way deeper than friendship. Ano difference ng friendship sa fellowship? This is very important for us to know. Ano difference ng friendship sa fellowship? Friendship is about shared common passion, interests, and hobbies. Pag may shared interest kayo at hobby, yan. Pwede na kayo maging friends. Sino sa inyo dito na mahilig kayo sa NBA? Basketball. Meron ba? Hindi ko yung maging friends. Okay. Oh, si Agba, pwede maging friends. Basta wag ka lang Golden State fan. De, joke lang. Okay. De, joke lang. Okay. Pwede naman. Kahit sino. Ano lang naman yun. Healthy competition. Pero kasi I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm passionate with that. Okay? Ako. Um, si Tony. Yan. Actress yan. <laughs> Sorry, Tony lang. Front and center, di ba? Mga, ano, theater actor. So kung meron dito theater actor rin, I'm sure magkoconnect kayo kasi ang dami yung mga common interest and passion. That's where friendship starts off. Amen? Tama ba? Common passion, common interest, common hobby, k-drama, sabi nga ni Chams, at kung ano na na, pwede na kayo maging friend in an instant. The difference with fellowship is this. Fellowship is not just about common passion, common interest, common hobbies. Fellowship is is primarily about shared essential belief. Essential belief. Something that goes deep. Something that you really believe in. And as a people of God, tama ba? How many of you, how many of you, all of you here, okay, our common essential belief is that the Lord Jesus Christ is God and Savior. Tama ba? Naniniwala ba kayo doon? How many of you believe that? Amen? Yan yung common sa atin lahat. That's why we can have fellowship. Kahit iba kayo ng interest, kahit, alam mo yon, pag may na-meet ka sa church, normal naman yan. Ay, hindi mo masyadong feel tong taong to. Kasi, hindi kayo ano eh, tama ba, Mimi? Okay. Hindi naman kayo masyadong same na mga interest, background, and culture. Fine. Fine. Yung friendship, okay lang yun. Okay lang, it doesn't start with friendship. But because we are all joined together by our common belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, how many of you know that because of that shared essential belief, then we can have fellowship with anyone in the church community? Amen? Because that is what connects the people of the church. Because we all profess to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that is what makes the church the church. Shared common belief. Fellowship. And okay lang yun. Ito, even if you have nothing in common with other people in church, 
The encouragement is for you to have shared fellowship with each other. Tapos, ito, I believe it in my heart that the friendship will just follow. Amen? Susunod pa yung friendship. Pero basta may fellowship ka, kahit wala kang anything in common, susunod po yan as you journey together. Right? Sino sa inyo dito, ano, ma- ano maging honest kayo. Talag- hindi, hindi pala honest eh. Maging honest kayo. May mga nakilala kayo sa church community. Hindi nyo masyadong feel noong una. Hindi nyo masyadong friend. Wala kayong masyadong common interests and hobbies. Pero later on, just because you walk together in knowing God, nas, mas, na, naging friends na kayo. Mayroon ba mga ganun dito? Yan. Yan si princess, di ba? Nag-nod siya. Sino yun? Da, joke lang. Huwag na natin lag-lag. Ay, hindi pa na tayo friends dati. Sakit naman nun. Da, okay lang yun. Susunod yung friendship. Pero because you have fellowship in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you'll become friends. Yan. So again, devoted to fellowship. Now, next, uh, we have um, last two. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and prayer. Breaking of bread and prayer. These are the last two. Okay? The breaking of bread and prayer. Next, po ako sa slide. Sorry, nakipag-usap sa tech. Ano breaking of bread? Fellowship uh, devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. That's really an, a reference to the act of communion. The act of doing communion through the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup, which Jesus, if you read the Gospels, Jesus told us to do in remembrance of Him. Yan lang yung sinasabi natin sa breaking of the bread. It's one of the sacraments of the church. The, com- com- the communion, the breaking of bread, is one of the sacraments of the church. Pag sinabi mong sacrament, ano yung pastor? Parang napaka-religious sounding. A sacrament in the church basically is a visible act or sign done in the church to confer the grace of God. The, the grace of God comes as we do sacraments like these. And ito, all churches in the world, whatever tradition, whatever denomination, agree that the communion, the Lord's Supper, is a very important sacrament that all the churches must uphold. And why is it important? Whenever we break bread, whenever we do communion, we're simply communicating that we are remembering what Jesus Christ did for us. Last week we did that, amen? How many of you it's, know it's important to always remember, to always honor and revere what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us? I believe that as, as we constantly do it as a community, then we will never ever lose Jesus as our center. Yun lang yung sinasabi nito, the breaking of the bread. Now lastly, prayer. Everyone say prayer with me. Prayer. I hope and pray that we, will, we as a people will be a people who will be devoted and proactive in prayer. In the Gospels, Jesus got angry when, when, when the temple turned into a robber, to a den of robbers, into a marketplace. That place ought to have been a house of uh, prayers for the nation. Sabi niya, in yung heart ni Jesus for the church, that his house will be called a house of prayer to the nations. Sobrang essential po ng prayer sa church community. And hopefully, hopefully we as a people will be a people who will always be devoted and dedicated to praying. How many of you know na ano, um, hindi normal po sa atin magpray? Tama ba? Nakaka-relate ba kayo? It's not normal for us to pray. Kaya nga nung lumalaki tayo, when we were just forced to pray because it's a requirement in school or dahil sinasabi sa atin ng parents sa atin to pray, tinatamad na kaagad tayo. Kasi hindi po normal sa atin yung prayer. But our hope and prayer is that as a church community, mag-grow into proactively praying rin tayong lahat. Question, are you proactively praying to God? Kamusta, kamusta tayo in our prayer life? 
Now, we know that prayer ought, ought to be natural. Dapat hindi force po to. Tama ba? How many of you believe dapat natural lang to nanggagaling sa atin? Tama ba? Yet, there is a place wherein we should learn the discipline of constantly praying. Kasi this is one of the marks of the church community. And this is one of the things that the church proactively did. Sana mangyari sa atin to. A people who will be proskartereo, who will lean towards praying and praying all the more. Just this morning, uh, currently in our church community, we, we conduct prayer meetings every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Okay? Online lang for now. Okay? Hopefully, one day, makabalik na ulit on-site. Sino sa inyo part ng prayer, prayer team natin? Mga prayer meetings natin? Meron ba dito? Yan. Yan. Okay? Si Sheila. Tama ba? Yan. Part siya ng mga prayer meetings natin. Sana makapag-on-site na rin tayo. Iba rin pag, nag, pag magpa-pray tayo on-site, diba? Pero for now, sige, zoom muna tayo. My, my own personal prayer and vision for our church community is that sana lahat tayo, all of us will be so devoted in, in the act of prayer that there will come a time na hindi na lang po every Saturday 7.30 a.m. tayo nagpa-pray as a church together. Hindi, lang, hindi na lang puro 7.30 a.m. Saturdays yung prayer meeting sa atin. Pero every day of the week, Amen? Dahil dadami na dadami yung mga tao na magiging sobrang interested, magiging sobrang proactive sa prayer, not just personally, amen, pero you are also proactive in praying together as a church community Monday to Sunday. Yan, may magpa-pray sa atin, may mga magagather sa atin. And hindi lang po yun. Hindi lang po rin yung, yun yung heart ko and desire for our church community. My hope and my prayer is that hindi lang magiging everyday may magagather sa atin to pray, but every hour of the week. How many of you want that? Amen. Every hour, may nakaano, may nakatoka, may naka-assign na magpe-pray in our church community. Literally every hour, 24/7 prayer meeting wherein the prayer in the church never stops. Sino sa inyo iniisip parang pastor masyado namang exaggeration? 24/7 ano, a week praying. One of my favorite anecdotes when it comes to prayer na nanakwento ko na these past few months sa prayer meetings natin, and sobrang na-inspire na ako, is, is from a great movement in history, in church history, called the Moravians. The Moravians were famous for conducting 24-7 prayer meetings that lasted, that lasted, are you ready for this? That lasted not just for one year, not just for two years, three years, four years, five years. You know how long that it, it lasted? 24-7 prayer meetings that lasted for 80 to 120 years. Kaya sinasabi nila average on 100 years. Imagine, 100-year prayer meeting. Why would they do that? Bakit, why, would, why would people be too devoted in prayer? Parang sayang sa oras, sayang sa time. Nagsasalita ka lang ng mga words in the air. Really? Do you think yun lang yung prayer? Hindi. How many of you believe prayer is so powerful? Tama ba? Prayer is so powerful and hopefully... We will be that kind of a people, a worshiping community, a prayerful community, where people will not just be praying because they will be called upon to pray. Tara, pray ka. Okay lang pa pag-pray mo sa gata-ganyan. Pero sana magiging part ng lifestyle natin to. People will be so proactive in prayer in the church community. I hope that we will all continue to grow with this. How many of you know, ano, grabe yung nagagawa ng prayer, amen? Grabe nagagawa nito. And hopefully this inspires all of us to grow more and more in our prayer life. So again, hopefully four things. Four things we will be devoted as a church community. Ano yun? Ano yung apat na yun? Number one, the 
Apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayers. And what kind of attitude towards these four things? Devotion. An attitude of devotion. And ano yung ibig sabihin ng devotion na yun? Proskartereo. People who leans towards being steadfast in these things. People who will persevere. A people who will be proactive in doing these things. Sana hindi pilit. Pero sana it will come out naturally because of the Spirit of God in each and every one of us. Question is, will we be this kind of people? Will we be this kind of people? A people who are devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and prayer. Not just passive churchgoers going to a building, saying to God, Lord, nag-attend naman ako ng ano, eh, service, okay na yun. But the kind of church that God really wants to be. Individually, proactively, dedication to these things. Mga kapatid, ito pa yung ng word ni God. This is what God wants for each and every one of us. Amen? And hopefully, what we have seen and learned here in Acts 2 will be something that the churches of, not just our church today, but the churches all around the world will continue to demonstrate. Amen? Amen. Why don't we all stand up as we close? Let's just close our time in prayer. I'm just going to close our time with, in prayer with, um, by quoting a, a passage of Scripture that came from the Scripture that uh, we learned from today. You know, as, as I was preaching earlier, the any admonition sa mga tao, again, a people who will be devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to prayer and fellowship. Sana lahat tayo will, be, will do that. Hopefully all of us would be inspired to do all of these things. And here's something I don't want us to miss out as I close this message. I don't want us to miss this out. That the reason why, why the people of God, alam nyo ba, bakit yung mga people ni God during that time? Do you know why they were so devoted to these things? To the breaking of bread, fellowship prayer, to the apostles' teaching. Why were they so devoted? Why, they, why were they so proactive to devote their entire life to these things? Pinilit ba mga to? Kaya nila ginagawa yun? Were they forced to do that? Was it a requirement? Kaya nila ginagawa to? And I believe it's not because they were required, they were forced, or pinilit lang sila. Mga kapatid, this was the kind of lifestyle that the people portrayed because the people ultimately first heard the gospel message. Amen. Sino sa inyo, you're thankful for the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you thankful for that? Come on now. We're thankful for what God has done through us through the gospel. Mga kapatid, the reason why these people were so radically devoted to these things because they were um, a people who were also radically changed by the gospel. There's no other explanation for that because they had an, an encounter with the person of the Lord Jesus Christ themselves. That's why for them, they had no other recourse but to say, I'm going to devote my life entirely to God. And as a result, devote myself to these things as well. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 38. Let me read to you. Let me read to you the passage of Scripture before the passage of Scripture that we read earlier. I believe this is one of the key things. Actually, the whole chapter. But this is as well, summarizes one of the key things. What? that led to the people to have that kind of a lifestyle. Acts 2.36 As Peter was ending his proclamation of the gospel, 
He was proclaiming the entire gospel here in Acts chapter 2. And he ends with this. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This Jesus whom you crucified. God made him Lord and Christ. That's the gospel message. And the people, they're listening to him. Grabe. This is how they responded. They were so moved that they, they replied to Peter this. Sabi ni Peter, now when they heard this, sabi dyan, ano yan? They were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. May nangyari po sa mga puso nila. Kaya they were radically transformed as a people. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Yun pala yung gospel. Yun pala yung saving grace ni God. Grabe, linigtas ako ni God because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what shall we do? What will be our response? And Peter said to them in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the gospel. Mga kapatid, a people, they became a people who became so radically devoted to, to learning the Word of God, learning from the apostles' teaching, devoting themselves to prayer and fellowship, because they were first radically changed by the gospel. I believe that's the primary reason. That's the primary reason. And that is my hope for each and every one of you. If you are here and you are that person who had an encounter with God, then how many of you know that all of us who were radically changed by the gospel, we have no other recourse but to devote our lives completely and fully to Him. Amen? That's the kind of people that God's people becomes when you are so radically changed by His love. And they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. When they heard Peter proclaim, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ whom you crucify. Here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Alam ko yung preaching natin, sinabi ko kanina, na this is the kind of people that we ought to become. A people who are devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the prayer, fellowship, and the breaking of the bread. Pero let me tell you the truth. Left on your own. Kung tayo lang po mga kapatid, we will be no different from the world, just passively going and attending the church. For us to be radically changed, for us to be a people who are proskartereo, steadfastly wanting to learn the Word of God, praying and all of these things, it all starts really with your relationship with God. It all starts really by being changed by the Gospel. Kung hindi po yan yung impetus, kung hindi yan yung motivation, then we will just do all of these things because it's a requirement. Kasi sinabi ng pastor sa church, my hope and my prayer is that you yourselves will have that same encounter, that same experience that the early church had back then. A people who were cut to the heart. A people who listened to the gospel message. And because of that, their lives were never the same again. And because of that, they gave themselves fully to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my hope and my prayer for all of you. And if you're here right now, and you're saying, God, ayoko na maging passive Christian. Alam ko na sinasabi ng word mo. Ito pala dapat ako. We as a people ought to be a people who are devoted to these things. Not just passive goers, but someone who is proactively doing all of these things. Devoting my entire life to you because I have been changed by the gospel. If, that, if that's you, and you're saying, Lord, I want to be that kind of person. I want to be proactive in my walk with you. Can you just raise your, both of your hands as a sign of surrender? If you're here and saying, Lord, 
I was cut to the heart by that message. I was cut to the heart by that passage of Scripture. Help me, Lord God. Help me to be the kind of people, the kind of person that you want me to be. A person who is proactive in doing all of these things. And thank you for those hands. Let's, let's just pray together as we close. Father, thank you, God, for your word. Lord, it is in Abinan Scripture. And we are inspired, Lord God. We are inspired by the kind of example, Lord God, that the early church set back then. Father, I pray, Lord God, I pray that we will be a people, Lord God, who are not just passive consumers, Lord God, every time we go to the church community. But I pray, Lord, that as a people, Lord God, by the Spirit of God, Lord God, we will be able to live this out, Lord God. Heavenly Father, because you gave your life to us, how can we not give our life to you, Lord God? Lord, maraming salamat, Lord God, for what you've done for us on the cross, for your finished work, Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, na hindi na kami maging passive consumers lang, Lord God, but we will be proactive, Lord God, in seeking you, in desiring you, and making you known. Maraming salamat, Lord God, for, for, for these hands that are raised, Lord God. Lord, we want to be like that, Lord God, but we know that left on our own, we can't. Only by your grace and your grace alone can we do this. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody say, Amen and Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for that. Let's give God praise.